Everyone, my name is Tyler. If I don't know you, I'm one of the pastors here. And we're going to talk very, very quickly tonight. And we're going to look at a passage of scripture. But first, what are you guys watching on Netflix right now? Grey's Anatomy. Seinfeld? That's our... What's, what's your go-to binge thing? Maybe not Netflix. I know there's a million streaming services. The Wire. The Wire. You're going back old school. You got the HBO. <laughs> That's why somebody shared their login with you. Uh, if you're watching this HBO, I'm sorry. But our lives are built for stories, Right? We love stories. One of the things that's so interesting about our, the time we live in right now is that we have access to millions of stories all of the time. Have you ever done that thing where you're, you sit down on the couch and you're so excited to watch something and then you spend like an hour looking through all of the options and then you're like, now I'm tired, I need to go to bed and you, you didn't watch anything? We consume thousands of stories all of the time. It's, it's, it's an interesting time period for us. I don't think much has changed in the world where we, we've always been narrative creatures. And so what the, one of the things that I want to remind us of tonight as we gather is who we are and what that larger story that we're a part of is. Because it's our understanding and our participation in the story of God that unites us all together. So when Jesus came, uh, in Mark chapter 1, he said, he went around proclaiming the good news that the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of heaven, has come near. And he said this, this phrase, repent and believe the good news. Change the way that you think and live according to this new story. You are actually a part of a different story than the, what the rest of the world is telling there is a different understanding and ordering of the entire universe that is now breaking into our world and you are invited to change the way that you think and to operate as if this were true, to, to allow him to flip our whole way of understanding things upside down and live in the kingdom of God. And so that is the thing that unites us all together. That is what makes us a family on mission. That is what enables us to continue to move forward and, and go into the world doing the things that Jesus is calling us to do. So Jesus told a lot of stories. And in fact, in one place it says that he never spoke to the crowds without telling them a story. He told them these parables and, and most often he would tell them a story to help them understand what the kingdom of God was like. And we're going to do a little bit of an exercise in reading one of these stories tonight. So one of, the, one of the drawbacks of the way that a lot of us have maybe grown up in church, or if, if you're not used to that, we tend to think first about God with our minds. We tend to focus on information, and the information doesn't always make its way into our hearts. But I believe that, that more than anything, the first thing that God wants to change in us is our hearts, our desires, the, the things from within. And of course, our minds are a part of that. They're connected. Um, but he wants to change us from the inside so that we can operate and learn to see things the way that he does. So we're going to read uh, one of these stories that Jesus told together. 
And we're going to do a little bit of an imagination exercise. And I'll just say right now, some of you are going to hate this. Some of you might really like it. Some of you are going to hate this, but we're going to go slow. We don't have a lot of time left. We're going to go slow, and we're going to read this a couple times. And here's what I want you to do. Don't worry about turning to the text. There's not going to be any slides on here. I want you to close your eyes and locate yourself in the story. So imagine you're back in kindergarten. It's story time. Don't fall asleep. But find yourself in the story and pay attention. Let your imagination go to work, okay? So what are the things that you see and you notice as I read this story? And this is from Luke chapter 14. Jesus replied with a story. A man prepared a great feast and he sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to tell the guests, Come, the banquet is ready. But they all began making excuses. One said, I have just bought a field and I must inspect it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five pairs of oxen and I want to try them out. Please excuse me. Another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant returned and told his master what they had said. His master was furious and said, go quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. After the servant had done this, he reported, there is still room for more. So his master said, go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full. For none of those I first invited will get even the smallest taste of my banquet. Where do you see yourself in this story as I read these words? Was there a particular character, a person that you connected with? Were you kind of watching from the side? Did you see yourself maybe as one of the the people that are a part of the party planning committee? Somebody that was sent out with the invitation? Or did you connect yourself more with the ones that were invited that were making a lot of excuses? See, one of the things that I love about the kingdom of God is that it almost always shocks us and flips everything we think we know about normal life upside down. In this story, the ones that were already invited, the ones that I don't know who they were, maybe they were important people in the city, maybe they were people with with money, the people that were initially invited got preoccupied, they had excuses and they didn't come. And there is so much room that he sends them out to find everybody that was initially left out. So I'm going to read this again one more time. And and I just want you to think about what is the party that we're invited to? It's interesting, right, that, that Jesus 
connects the kingdom of God to a party, to a banquet, to a meal. It's interesting that Jesus sends out a bunch of people to invite everyone. It's interesting that there's so much more room than we think. It's interesting that the people that think they have been left out are actually invited and welcomed in. So as we read this one more time, I I just want you to think, where do you see yourself in this story? How are you accepting the invitation to the party? What are the excuses that pull us away? Who are the people that Jesus might be calling you to invite? Who are the people around you that have been left out, that feel excluded? Who are the people that that maybe feel unable to come? And what can we do as the family of God to help them come in? So one more time, and as we do this, just be open to what the Spirit might be saying to you, right? Jesus replied with a story. A man prepared a great feast, and he sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to tell the guests, Come, the banquet is ready. But they all began making excuses. One said, I have just bought a field and must inspect it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five pairs of oxen and I want to try them out. Please excuse me. Another said, I just got married so I can't come. The servant returned and told his master what they had said. His master was furious furious and said, Go quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. After the servant had done this, he reported, there is still room for more. So his master said, go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full. For none of those I first invited will get even the smallest taste of my banquet. You see, the story of God, the good news of the kingdom that is breaking into our world is that everybody is invited and there's always room for more. No matter what the excuses that we live in, that we tell ourselves, that that society and culture, the reasons for keeping people out, Jesus tends to come in and break them down and say there's room for more. And so as we celebrate tonight, and, and after this, uh, we're going to continue the celebration with the after party. I just want to make sure that we understand as a church family, as, as a, a family on mission, that we're not just celebrating having more house groups. That's cool. I hope that we have 100 you know, very soon. Like we, we want to continue to do that. But the thing that we're really celebrating is that there's more opportunity to invite more people to the table. More house groups means more tables to share stories, more opportunities um, to experience the things that, that the, um, they were just talking about, more uh, heart-to-heart, more seeing Jesus break into our real everyday lives. 
And I just want to tell you one story from uh, yesterday at Isaiah House, and then we're going to receive communion and um, wrap it up. But we were at Isaiah House, and uh, if you've never come and served, it's the last Saturday of every month, and it really is the best (laughs) because we get to serve uh, hundreds of our neighbors all in about two hours on a Saturday morning, and you also get to see the sun and the light is really pretty. And it's just, it's a beautiful time. But what happens is a lot of times we pray for like hundreds of people. So it's kind of like shotgun, really fast, boom, boom, boom. But there's a few uh, people that just are really open and really receptive. Sometimes there's just a certain connection that that happens. And uh, there was a woman that I got to pray with yesterday. And without telling you all the details, that she had been going through a really hard time. And had a number of health issues, and she was in a lot of pain. She'd been in uh, pain in her stomach for about three months, chronic pain. Uh, and she was, I could tell she just wasn't, she wasn't doing well, um, but she was there. And so I just said, and, and they wanted prayer. They were open to it. And uh, I said, is it okay if I just put my hand on your shoulder? And I'm just going to welcome the presence of God, and then we're going to listen And so she said, sure, that'd be great. So I put my hand on her shoulder, and I just said, come Holy Spirit. And immediately, she just started crying. And she had makeup on, so you could see, like, all the mascara running (laughs) immediately. And I'm sure it was embarrassing, and this was a very vulnerable thing to do with a stranger. But um, she said afterwards, you know, I prayed for a couple minutes. I just said whatever it was was coming to mind and I prayed for the pain to leave and uh, and I asked her afterwards what were you any were you feeling anything at all as I prayed and she said as soon as you started praying my whole body just started tingling and the pain is gone <laughs> and it was so amazing yeah and some you know sometimes like I forget that this happens even though it happens every month and and it happens in between all the times but but what was really cool happened after this because she was, she was definitely feeling a lot, right? There, there was something happening. And so I got to ha- talk to her more about Jesus. And John had asked her something about praying. And she was like, we do pray. We pray every night. But it's not like this. <laughs> um, and so we just got to talk about Jesus coming in, and I got to share with her from from Revelation, there's this passage where Jesus says, I stand at the door and I knock. And if you open the door, then I'll come in and eat with you. Jesus loves to eat, you guys, I'm telling you. There's something about sharing a meal at a table because it's so relational and and connecting. And And I just said to her, do you ever feel like there's been a time in your life where you've said yes to Jesus? Like where you've opened that door and actually experienced him relationally. And she looked at me and she said, right now? (laughs) We just did. And it was, sometimes we get these formulas in our minds and we forget that it's happening all the time. But it was just this really cool thing. And so the the reason I wanted to share with that one is, it's really cool, it's encouraging, right? We want to continue to have a culture of sharing the stories um, but the other thing is that Jesus is always inviting us in to more. And when we open the door, he comes in and he eats with us. So we're going to continue on and worship, and Joe's going to come up and lead us in, uh, in a time of communion.